Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm, where I am speaking to Fiona Staunton. Fiona is the founder of Fiona's Food for Life. Her risk-taking is phenomenal. She has pursued a career in corporate through her love of food. And following on from that, a life-changing event has led her to create a phenomenal six-week cooking for menopause program, which I cannot wait to hear more about. Her online course is appealing to the masses and her passion for what she does through cooking and helping people shines through. So I hope you enjoy Fiona Staunton's journey from corporate to calm. Hi, Fiona. How are you? Great. Thanks, Linda. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the Corporate to Camp podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about you for starters. No problem. First of all, I have to say I love your intro music. It's lovely and calming. Uh, Thank you. Chosen. Um, so my name is Fiona Staunton and my business is Fiona's Food for Life. And I make cooking good food uncomplicated. So I run live cookery demos and I've over 30 years experience in the food industry. I did a degree in home economics, first of all, in Trinity then went to Ballymaloo, did their cookery school, and then worked for a year under Rory O'Connell in Ballymaloo House as a chef, which was fantastic. And then set up my own catering business, which at the time was um, Fiona's Fine Foods. And uh, after a few years, decided to head off to Australia, which was a big decision at the time, just bought our first house and everything, but headed off. And I did agency work. So I was in and out of kitchens, uh, different corporate kitchens for a good while. And uh, then kind of I wanted a bit more security. I wanted that guaranteed, you know, check coming in, et cetera. So I went into event management. So I worked for about five years. That was my real, I suppose, corporate time as such, even though I had done corporate catering before. But I was working for a direct sales and marketing company uh, doing event management. And that was fantastic because it took me across Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia and Singapore. Wow. Envious. That sounds amazing. And how, when were you in Australia then? When when did that? 2001 to 2008. So a long time. Yeah, we're, we're citizens and everything. We became citizens. So we're dual citizens. And yeah, I miss Fantastic. it. Fantastic. I'd say, yeah, I know. Because I, I mean, I always nearly equate Australia with food and uh, sunshine. So yeah, I, I can imagine that you might miss that all right. When did you decide to come back to Ireland? When did, after the event management and everything like that, what prompted you guys to to move back to Ireland and and go on the path that you're on now? Yeah, well, I suppose um, I had my first child is now 16. Uh, We had him in Australia and in Australia, you get unpaid leave for a year. Okay. So I took that time and um, I traveled, you know, back and forth to family here, etc. And, and it was great. But I do remember I was um, at his Christmas show in in Kresh or Play School. Well, it wasn't Play School, I suppose it was Kresh. And he was about, you know, nine months old and he was the only one who didn't have a granny or anything there um and it just made me really sad and so um 
yeah, so he was actually a year and a half, sorry. It was a year and a half at that stage because I was going back kind of two days a week working. And uh, so we just made a decision. A transfer came up for my husband to stay with the same company, but move back to Ireland. And we just said, let's just do it. And I think we were possibly the last flight in. It was in in 2008, just before the crash. So, um, yeah, it wasn't the best time to be coming back. But um, I came back here and then um, we had... Uh, our second child eventually after a few different challenges etc so uh, my daughter was born um, uh, nearly 12 years ago and after when she was about a year and a half or two years heading into uh, play school I wanted to get back doing something I project manager refurb on the house that we are now living in and I said okay I'm ready to do something and I love helping people and particularly around food mm-hmm. and I love if someone would come to me and say oh I have this allergy or my dietitian says I can't eat this or that what can I cook what recipes can I do and I love that I love coming up with a challenge and creating those recipes and or if someone says you know I have 20 people coming for dinner at the weekend what do I cook <laughs> um So I decided to do the cookery demos in my kitchen and I just said, I'm just going to try it and see. And I just set up a website, came up with an idea and just went to see how it went for a while. So for about two years, I did that. And then I decided to set it up properly, look into the branding. What's it all about? And that's where I came up with Fiona's Food for Life, Cook, Eat, Nourish. And the idea is I cook, you eat, and then you're empowered to nourish yourself and those around you. Love it. I love it. I was actually, that was one of my questions. What's your mission mission statement? So I love that. And it was simply people coming to your house and watching you cook. And that that's where it all stemmed from. Yeah. And then because I suppose my background was uh, a lot catering within corporate and dining room, etc. I decided to come up with, I suppose my USP is that I will bring my kitchen into your workplace. So rather than just having people come to my house, Lots of businesses are looking at um, wellness campaigns and, you know, what can they do for their staff? So I come in with all my boxes and my hob and all my different bits and pieces, and I will cook, say, three dishes from scratch in the workplace. The idea being that if you taste, smell and see something being made, you're much more likely to make it than just flicking through a cookery book. I think um, I was at one of the last um, Bray Chamber events oh yeah you were cooking your lentil dish at it and it was great but um god it seems so long ago it probably is so long ago it's two and a half years now um but and how did that come about like how how did you put yourself out there to go to corporate like did you like just cold call people or did you use your network what how, how did that transpire Yeah, so I suppose I used uh, my network and also then I realized, you know, a lot, there's a lot of different campaigns like with IBEC, et cetera, about workplace well-being. So what I did was I sat down and I went through all of the different companies that are, uh, you know, great places to work that campaign and people who got the awards and I just tried to connect with them and just let people know what I do and then when I'm out networking let people know what I do and if you know anyone you know and that type of thing and I just um let the word spread and then once people uh 
saw the demonstrations and tasted the food, you know, word of mouth then went from there. So um, I would go into, there were some groups together with um, Workplace Wellbeing Ireland, and I would provide some of my tasty, nutritious snacks at those events. So I could then network with the HR people and just let them know what's on offer. And, and it's great for smaller companies that maybe don't have a kitchen and don't have a big canteen area, mm-hmm. that still this option is available to them. So, and how, like, if I suppose I'm thinking of somebody listening, um, how did you cope with that um, fear of rejection? Like, you know, you you were you know approaching people, and you had a relatively new business. How how did you did you just get on with it? And it was like, listen, this is how I'm going to grow my business. How did you cope with that? I suppose risk taking more than anything else. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of times where you you think you might get you know two to three people sign up a week and and you don't and you just have to go with it but if you if people try the food or try the recipes I know that they will enjoy it and then it'll come it'll come eventually so it doesn't take you know it takes time but you just got to go with it and, and keep offering help so say for example um somebody messaged well actually they put up a thing on Instagram saying that you know um Basically, their their partners going through low FODMAP and they were looking for new recipes and what could they do? So I would have known this person from uh, networking. So I just contacted her and said, listen, I can help. Here's four or five recipes. This is what you do. There's some tips. And if you want to come back and work with me in a consult down the line, you can do. But here you go and just help people and be genuine. That's brilliant. That's and that that is it's staying authentic to you because it's not necessarily primarily money is the first you know goal. It's it helping people is the first goal, and that's um, absolutely what I love. Um, so tell me about then two years ago, and you know, face to face has been your big thing, you know, and you're going into these corporations, and then two and a half years ago, on well, March 2020, we're, we're told no, you can't do this anymore. What, how did you cope with that? What what was going on with Fiona's Food for Life then? Yeah, so it was uh, it was a challenging time. So when it all started, was actually that February was the busiest month I have ever had, and I was just thrilled. I had actually more work than I could, you know, take on. So I was thrilled, and then all of a sudden, it, it just stopped. So. Um, I had a YouTube channel running anyway, so I was used to doing some things and and I'm comfortable in front of a camera. So and I had some of the equipment as well from from filming. So I just went online with it and cook alongs were popular. So I began doing those and that all worked worked for a little while. But then, um, as you know, my story, things kind of went a little bit pear shaped then. So um, in May 2020, my father died in the end. It was it was quite sudden. It was right in the middle of the lockdown. Um, he had been my mum's carer. So um, not only was it dealing with the grief, but it was also a huge responsibility step up. Um, and naturally, I was the nearest, so a kind of and daughter and youngest. So a kind of, you know, uh, while we all did it, but um, a lot more fell on me. And then in that August, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was total upheaval um, Absolutely. in my yeah. world. Yeah. So had mastectomy and eight hour surgery and um, then an induced menopause and then hormone treatment, et cetera. So 
because it was in lockdown, uh, family were at home, working from home and kids at home and everything. So I had loads of support at home and I didn't have to worry about getting kids to different activities or anything like that. I was I was able to recover very, very easily. And I didn't sell my business at the time. Yeah. So I serviced inbound queries yeah. but for a good year. I, I didn't promote the business. So it, it worked out OK because it was online and, and people were trying to find their feet and, you know, people weren't in the workplace and there was different things going on. So I just stayed under the radar and um, looked after myself, really, for, for a good while. And then when I came back out, um, I kind of slowly got back to myself and kind of um, assessed things. And I, I can't remember the original question, but. <laughs> no, and I, I didn't want to stop you there. Thank you so much for sharing that. And like, how are you now? Are you, you're all good now? And Yeah, Linda, thanks. I'm doing well at the moment. Um, yeah. Last summer, unfortunately, I had a terrible summer because I had three months of constant hormone headaches. So if I would go for a swim in the sea, my head would start pounding. If I go for a walk, it would start pounding. Oh, it was terrible. Um, but that was due to, you know, we needed to fine tune the medication that I was right. on. So now I'm in a really good place. I'm back on all the medication that I need to be on. And um, I feel pretty good. And I'm just managing um, managing the symptoms. And I'm in a good place with the business as well. So Fantastic. Uh, thank you. And so you have lived through that experience and then things are moving online and we mentioned you mentioned early menopause then and then you've launched this amazing course in the past I think past six months or so yeah it only started I did the pilot course in February and I started the second course then at the end of March so I had done one or two menopause events in collaboration, one with a nutritional therapist and one with um, Wellness Warrior. And they were one-off events where I was um, cooking different dishes in real time and then um, in partnership with the other expert who will be talking about either symptoms or the nutritional side of things. But one of the feedback I got from it was a bit of overwhelm that it was just maybe too much information. So I thought the last thing I want to do is overwhelm anyone. Yeah. So I thought, well, why don't I see if there's an interest for me to break it down over a period of time? So what I did was I developed a six-week program and each week is working on a different area of nutrition and health. And and really, it's for everyone. It's not Mm -hmm. just menopause, but I I do focus on phytoestrogens and things like that are needed at this stage in our lives. But it is, I I would look at brain health, immunity, mood, inflammation, heart health, and overall health. So what I do is I educate people Mm -hmm. on what nutrients they need for those functions and where to find those. So what foods they can find those nutrients And then I give them a whole pile of recipes. So I give a whole pile of information. Yes. And then I give an example of a menu plan. So it's not a strict plan at all or a diet or a thing you must do. It's about making small changes. And I would always say, how can I add more nutrients? So if I look at something, how can I add more nutrients to this breakfast, to this snack, to this meal, to what you're already doing? So it's not a case of ditch everything and start this strict regime it's all about being gentle and adding small changes 
to see how things can can work through. And now I've created a an ebook with over seventy five different recipes. I have a members page with loads of links and scientifically backed information, etc. So I think now I've got a, a really good course. And what I do as well at the beginning is I will survey people and and see. Okay, well, are you an expert cook or a beginner cook? Are you cooking for one okay. or a family of 10? Um, do you have other dietary requirements that you need? So I can basically guide and take everyone through the course and, and show people how to adapt the recipes to suit everyone. That's brilliant. And and it's the whole transferability of it being online that if you miss a week, it's always going to be there and everything like that, which is which is brilliant as well. Um you, t- you talk about being gentle on yourself and you talk about small changes there. So like what, let's say you have three small changes that you could offer our listeners to make, to give them nutrients, whatever stage they're going through um, life, or you could give them, you know, better food advice, whatever th- stage they're going through life, what would they be? Okay. First one would be water. Drink more water. I think everyone like I drink. Yay! But I think drink <laughs> you know more. how I feel about drinking water. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I reckon front load it two liters a day and try yeah. first thing in the morning. That's yeah. that's the best thing that you can do. So that's for everyone. Doesn't matter your gender, age, whatever. I think yeah. that's what you need to try and do is is water, and that's achievable. The second one I would say is. So my whole thing is about cooking from scratch. So I use whole foods and I cook. So I don't need to look at, there aren't calories on most of the food. I don't need to look at calories or ingredients because I am buying the original ingredient and cooking it myself. So I think as a challenge, cook one more meal than you currently are from scratch a week. So if you're not doing any, just do one. If you cook most days, just do one extra one. One extra meal from scratch. And the third one would be to have healthy snacks to hand okay so um I, I don't like talking about don't have but <laughs> remove the processed foods but some healthy snacks to hand might be like toasted seeds they're brilliant uh chocolate seed bars I have a lovely recipe on my website website for that and, and a fabulous like picture of you demonstrating them on your your social media as well <laughs> <laughs> um fruit just just yeah. fresh fruit, Greek yogurt. And maybe if you had something like a chia berry compote, there's a recipe there for that as well. So that's got chia seeds, which are a good source of omega-3 and your berries. You make it together. You make it's like a compote, like almost like a jam, but there's only a tiny little bit of honey or a sweetener in it. And you can put it on top of Greek yogurt. You can put it on top of your breakfast. So many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, or really simple. If you've got a medjool date, which is a kind of the creme de la creme of the dates, you can buy the most inexpensive in an Asian supermarket. Put one teaspoon of peanut butter in it. That's a snack made in seconds. And it tastes like a Snickers bar. That's brilliant. That's a great idea because I think so. sometimes we can prepare our meals but our snacks in between are probably what um like what let us down more than anything else because you go you want convenience you want but if you have your bars prepared if you have your yogurt in the fridge if you have your fruit in the fridge it's 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 just an extra step of preparation but once you get used to that um it's it's a small change to to um make um so in with regards to the business what do you delegate in the business? It has, like, as you say, in February 2020, it grew um, so big. And then obviously you've got the the new course and everything like that. What 
do you do in the business or what don't you do in the business that you farm out to somebody else? Mm, I do a fair bit myself in fairness. Um, I do. uh, I did get interns in before, which I found was fantastic. So that was huge. So when I set up my YouTube channel, I had an intern in who had an interest in social media marketing. He had a bit of uh, film and photography experience and much younger, much more savvy on on a lot of things than I would be. That was great. So it now means he has a portfolio of stuff that he's done and he, you know, it was a win-win. So if you can get an intern, I think that's a fantastic way to do it, particularly when you're starting out and maybe, you, you know, you don't have much money intern is great um currently it's things like uh design because i'm really not great on design or um finer details and uh, pr those type of things i have outsourced okay and um your youtube channel is fiona's food for life is that yes yes yeah and do you have any tips for people on how to be more efficient so I, as you say, you do a lot yourself. Is there anything that you've come become really quick at and really good at um, over the years? I mean, to be more efficient, one of the things that I would say is to nourish because I'm all about nourish. Okay. So I think if you nourish yourself, if you have the right foods, you're going to have the right brain capacity, the right energy and the right everything else to follow through. So I really think for me, it's starting about nourishing from my own experience. I've also let, felt that I've done too much at times, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taking a step back and trying to manage times and doing some meditation and prioritizing sleep. Those type of personal things all really help. But notifications, I mean, I'd, I'd say it was about two and a half years ago, I turned off all notifications. The only oh, ones yes. I have on are text and phone call. Yeah. Everything else is silence and I will come to it when I'm ready. I love that. I'm the same. I think it's, yes. it's, it's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. Like when my son sits at the table with his phone in his pocket and you hear ping, 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 he just knows one look from me and he silences it all. Uh, but I couldn't be, yeah, you just, there's just so much information out there. I think silencing notifications is good and planning. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, you can, it's evident that you have to plan. I mean, you have to prepare a recipe. You have to have everything there for a corporate gig. You can't go in with no hub or no no ingredients. It it it, it takes huge planning. And um, the other side of it, then we've talked uh, obviously about notifications and and nourishing um, yourself with sleep and and and, and everything. What about? Um, you and time for you like how how would you switch off from the business um the phone aside you know what what do you do for you um activity wise or you've discussed meditation there is there anything that you find really helps um your your soul more than anything else yeah so um meditation and essential oils i found both of those really really good um exercise I mean I never regret going for a walk or going to an exercise class or doing a Pilates class or anything I I never regret it so I just have to remind myself all the time (laughs) to do it um and from the research that I've done now with um the menopause etc is the resistance exercise is so important yeah so it's trying to build that in so I tend to do gravity strength class in the gym or I have um program built but even if I can't it's something as simple as squats lunges yeah you know um push-ups those type of things at home when you're you know yourself trying to build it into your existing routine um 
they help and sailing I'm looking forward to getting back out in the water because I think sailing's great it's uh it's a total switch off and you forget about everything else and you say you you sail from Dunleary yeah yeah Yeah. brilliant brilliant and when will that start well it has started I just haven't got around to it just yet (laughs) because you're so busy with work which I love um so tell me we've briefly tapped into um utilizing your network and reaching out to people and people reaching out to you for for help you one thing when I first met you I think it was probably in the WIBN um a a while ago now is your networking ability oh my god you are you're amazing and you put yourself out there and you go to different events um how has networking helped the business um over the years yeah, network has been huge and I really miss the in-person. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, because the WIBN network isn't there anymore. And I yeah. just used to love going to those. I need and to lunch. get back out, yes. get back out and, <laughs> and do more real life networking. But I find it great as a confidence boost. Yeah. So I used to come out, you know, you'd feel you could wave your feathers around or whatever when you I come out of them because somebody will always have said something that you just think, wow, that's great. But I love the the connection and the belonging and the support. So, you know, when you would meet with people and everyone eats and, um, you know, people usually have a challenge around food. So I love helping them. And then the support that if you, you know, you needed someone who, um, you know, is knowledgeable about printing or someone who is knowledgeable about, you know, you can ask a question. It's like the board that you can't afford. You have those people out there with the skills and everybody's you know happy to to help and support and you know I enjoy connecting and supporting with you know local Irish businesses I love um I love that so um that's how it's helped my business is shining a light on others and then it'll come back at some stage absolutely yeah you've you've hit the nail on the head there that's it like once you the more people you help the more you get back in in return um Linda, sorry, I forgot to mention when you were asking about the switch off there that, you know, it is tricky. But one of the things that I'm I'm trying to look at at the moment is that if I had an extra hour in the day, so if I was given 25 hours today, what would I do? Yeah. And it's just really grounding and trying to get me is, okay. well, I would. My daughter is a swing in her bedroom. I would sit in the swing and I would read a book and have a nice cup of tea and a bit of dark chocolate. And then I'm going, well, what's stopping me doing that today? Yeah. And just keeping myself on you know on what's the word I'm looking for on topic you know and keeping myself on that and and trying to do that and the other thing would be joy I mean life's too short what brings you joy and make sure that you have something in your day every day that brings you joy and to be honest you know seeing a little puppy makes me smile instead (laughs) of you know, playing with the dog and patting the dog and just, you know, even something as simple as that, but just making sure that you have um, joy in your day and think about what you might do in the extra hour. I love it. I love it because that's the thing. Like, it, it, I, I love that having that extra hour um, because all like all too often, you know, sometimes we might take that extra 20 minutes in bed or we might sit down for 20 minutes if we had it so so some of us don't but it's like what can you be doing in that or you know instead of putting Netflix on 
what else can you be doing to, to for you to bring you joy rather than just sitting in front of the TV as well? So I like I like that you have to think about um, what extra you would do and, and, and fit it into fit it into your life. Um, talking about joy and talking about um, that extra 25 minutes, what what drives you? What drives you in business? What drives you in life? What what gets you out of the bed in the morning? Um. Yeah, well, I suppose it's funny you ask that question because I would see it as as rather than um, initially, I would be thinking of what physically gets me out of the bed in the morning. <laughs> and physically, I was asking <laughs> sea swims, going down to the dog, and you yeah. know, seeing the dog, she's so happy to see you every morning, and she's thirteen and a half and almost deaf and blind at this stage. But uh, and obviously, family. So. Um, I don't know in which order I should really be putting that, but <laughs> there are the, the three things there. But I, I, I'm contemplating. I'm, I'm thinking of people listening back. It's like, why did the dog get before the family? <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose uh, what drives me, you know, it's just um, making a difference. Yeah, and um, and the family. You know, it's great yeah. seeing seeing how uh, the kids grow and develop and what they can succeed and um, you know my own family and my husband and that type of thing so it's just that's really what um, what then what would what would I suppose what would you be most proud of then what's the what's I suppose the you know the the course I've created and the whole you know ebook and thing I've created but to, to give you an example um my son will kill me now but anyway um <laughs> I was at the senior times um show in the RDS so basically it's for the over 50s it's kind of a retirement expo and okay. I was on stage cooking there so I enlisted my 16 uh, year old to who'd only just turned 16 to help me and he was amazing like yeah. he just like none of this like he he leaves his clothes all over the floor and doesn't do much you know but on this instance he was amazing he just brought everything in he did everything he used his own initiative and I said go photocopy this and it's in the office where's the office I think it's over there he headed off he just did everything and he even came up with suggestions well will I do this here so it makes it easier and I was just so proud of him that he had just you know absorbed so much and came out so um so professional and 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 really good to to work with so you know I asked him afterwards how do you think the demo went and he goes well I could probably recite it I know it all by now I mean isn't that really lovely but it was great he was just really pleasantly surprised so you know I'm doing something right just does it feel like work then that's the thing that's what like you're you're so passionate and happy to talk about what you do and helping people does it ever feel like work I know obviously the admin side and the account side and the, the, the you know but it, it, it just sounds like a place of joy to me I love it when I'm in the middle of a demo I absolutely love it and when people are giving feedback etc but when I have to go out and sell it and yes. do all the admin stuff that's the bits I don't like if yeah. all the demos could just land and I could just do the ingredients and do everything and do the photography and do those bits it'd be great it's all the other bits, particularly the, you know, putting yourself out there and, and yes. trying to, to, to get all the sales. That's the bit I don't like. So at Corporate Cam, we're about taking the risk to create your own happiness. What advice would you give to somebody on the precipice of taking that 
pivotal move or if they're sitting in an office now thinking, God, I could do that or I could start my own business. What would you say to them? So definitely just try it and see. But the first thing I would say is run some basic figures. If you've got a monthly amount coming into your account, it's going to be very, very different. So you've got to figure out, well, if I don't have any money one month, am I going to be okay? So you don't want to be under that pressure. If your mortgage is reliant or, you know, your rent is reliant on that, you just got to do a bit on the figures and see, but then speak to your target audience and to other people doing it. People are always happy to, to say, well, this is what happened to me. And, you know, so talk to people out there who are doing it. And going back to the joy, decide what brings you joy and see if taking that leap is going to give you more of that. So maybe it is, you know, your joy is uh, painting and your your the work you're thinking of doing is doing of being a virtual assistant. So maybe the joy isn't from the work you're doing, but if the money you can earn and the time you will get back to yourself, will give you time to do your thing of joy, then just go and do it. If it doesn't work initially, it's not going to be perfect. Just do it. Just get out there and start it. And um, there's people out there that will help you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And did, did you actually, that's, that's I hadn't even thought of that. Like, did you use any um, help when you started, like for any, any assistance from the, the Leos or anything like that or any groups? Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't really go for the, uh, yeah, so I didn't go for the, the allowances or something, but I did definitely attend loads of talks and I went out to the Leo social media thing and I went out into the online trading voucher talks. So, you know, I got lots of different talks that way, but I just set up a Wix website and a flyer and I went from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just just start and see and then ask people for feedback and you have yeah. to be open to the feedback and adjust. And that's with this six week menopause cooking program. That's what very much I built the first one around with people. And then I've just made lots of adjustments based on all of that feedback. And and yeah, you just got to. And and I, I, I before we came on, you were talking about the fact that you had surveyed um, people and out of 600 surveys what was it what did you say it was 79 percent 79 percent said that they weren't prepared for menopause like that's just a huge number it's 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 crazy four percent said that it was a taboo sub they felt it was a taboo subject in ireland i mean i i'm actually yeah i i'm i'm speechless at that that's that's and I think that's the thing you need to start digging into this and, and and surrounding yourself with people who have that information, because, you know, if you don't, I was saying to you that I, I, I see information about perimenopause and menopause from very limited sources, but because I haven't sought it out and you're saying, Fiona, that there is plenty of information out there. There is. And what I've done is I'm kind of pulling together and because I'm not medically trained, so I will share the people that yes. are and have the science backed in for evidence based information, you know, and um, so there are lots of resources out there. And I mean, I'm going to say maybe about um, four years ago when I met Wellness Warrior, I learned that menopause is actually only one day. So, really? yeah, menopause is only one day. It is the anniversary of 12 months of no period perimenopause is the time leading up to it menopause is one day and then you wow. get menopause and 
people just don't know the details. That's amazing. That's yeah, I didn't know that. Didn't know that detail. Um, so what's the feed? Have you have you had feedback from the six week course on people feeling better or? Definitely. I mean, it, it's it's people are just really delighted to know the knowledge and to have small, gentle ways that they can improve their their own health. Yeah. Uh, so it, these things do take time, but it's knowing that you can make small changes and adding in lentils and flax seeds and soybeans and things like that into your diet that they can help because they act like estrogen in your body. So even for someone like me who cannot take hormone treatment and all my estrogen is blocked, the good news is I can have the phytoestrogens. And that I love your lentil dal. That's uh, a, a, a great recipe in, in our household. Um, Every week or every week, every episode, um, I do an either or, Fiona. So I have an either or for you. So it's just a quick fire, a little bit, a little bit of fun. Um, so we'll go with it. Tea or coffee? Tea. Learning or teaching? Teaching. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Swimming or walking? Walking. Uh, beer or bubbles? Bubbles. Eating out or eating in? it's a tricky one because I just find uh I cook such beautiful food simple but beautiful food at home and I just find a lot of the time when you go out you're spending a lot of money and I kind of feel I might be able to make it better myself are you you disappointed actually sometimes anyway oh yeah yeah okay but I mean if if it could be eating out and someone else is paying the bill and I'm going to a top end place eating it Um, corporate gigs or online program corporate gigs massage or facial massage a winter or summer summer and the corporate gigs is that because of the interaction yeah or yeah okay. yeah That's just, because yeah. on the online you uh because i have to do so much talking and so much movement etc there people are mostly on mute and then they just unmute themselves right but because i'm looking at what i'm doing rather than looking solely at the screen sometimes you just can't don't get that feedback but I love that when someone tastes and goes wow I never would have done that before I'm going to do that that's what I really like so is there a a face-to-face menopause event in the pipeline then can we talk about I suppose if if there is a demand for definitely some corporates have me going in and I'm doing face-to-face in the corporates amazing um but it's uh for the individuals one of the big advantages is that i have people from all over the country yes. i even have someone from netherlands someone in canada someone in the u so that is one of the big advantages yes. of it yeah but if i was forced for the quick fire preference that's why i want it, because i want someone to taste something they wouldn't have had before and go wow i'm the, ta- the tangibility yeah. of it so they yeah, yeah they, um is there anything else that you would like to share no, I think we have covered an awful lot there. So no, I think that's great. The only thing is if people would like to get on the waiting list is to just email me info fionasfoodforlife.ie. And what about your social media as well? Yes, yeah, so I'm on mainly on Instagram. So yeah. Instagram and Facebook, it's Fiona's Food for Life. Twitter, it's Fiona's Food with the number four life. And I'm on LinkedIn, Fiona Staunton. Perfect, brilliant. Um, Fiona, thank you so much coming on the Corporate Camp podcast. Thanks a million for having me, Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Camp podcast. 
please subscribe, leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm. <laughs>